Hallelujah. The Bairds aren't here, but I just want to say thank you for this mess you gave me this morning, Bairds. That's supposed to be humorous. I've, I've had so many mixed emotions, I don't know where to begin. But I can tell you this, this is what I hear. I, I got a lot of these things going on in me because I'm picking up what you, what's in your hearts. You have my permission by the Spirit of the Lord to grieve. Because it's as surely a death that we're experiencing as anything you've ever experienced with a loved one. There's a beginning and there's an end. And really we need, we need permission to grieve. Because things have not turned out the way we thought. the way we planned, the way we were expecting. I know that. As I sat there just then, my, my heart was just overwhelmed. And I hope you don't think that I'm not speaking in faith when I say I give you permission to grieve. Because I don't think Brother Kevin, Pastor Kevin, intended for me to get up here after he made the announcement. It just happened that way. But I'm going to do the best I can to share my heart with you. I've been pondering. that My ministry has been like that for over the years, especially since 1990, when I've been in the Word for myself. The Lord would always give me what He wanted me to give to the people. Because He said, what I give to you, I want you to give to the people. What you have eaten, I want you to let them eat. And so I pondered and I pondered all these weeks, really, and I have had nothing. And then when Brother Kevin and Tracy spent time with us the other night, we spent about three or four hours together. It was obvious to me why there was nothing for this morning. Because really, you grieve in your way because you're seeing a pastor leave. I'm grieving my way because I'm seeing a gift and a prophet leave. Amen? So it's not that we're, not, we're not people who don't have faith. We're people who have a lot of feelings. Amen? A lot of emotions. And the, and the worst thing you can do psychologically and emotionally is, is deny your feelings. even in the name of faith. And so, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stand up here today and let all my feelings hang out. The one feeling I do not have is anger. I'm not mad at anybody. I'm not angry at God. I'm not angry at the, uh, the Bairds. I'm not angry with our situation whatsoever. Because here's the good thing that I can say to you. All things. 
called to the according, of, according to His purpose. His purpose is that we be born of God, transformed by God, and conformed to the image of God. That's the purpose. And so we rejoice in that. And we'll be glad because we've had a gift of God come from God to us, sent to us by God. He's blessed our city. The, tra the, the Bairds have blessed our city for 20 years. And I don't know the details of all their plans. I know some things have been hinted at and suggested that it's none of my business to repeat. But I know this, is that we have a time in this season, and thank God that you know, He's not going to dissolve this thing until December 30th. By that time, we'll be over our grieving. Amen? It's true. Wouldn't it be great if, we, if people died, they could die for two months, you know. We know two months and two months they're going to be gone, and we could just lavish all the love and sweetness on them that we wanted to. Maybe that wouldn't be too good. I don't know. But um, so that's what I, I, I was feeling. My, my wife said, the Lord's going to bless you. I said, I hope so. <laughs> she said, it's going to be good. I said, I hope so. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you, really, I'm one of those unusual preachers. I, I enjoy funerals. I really do. I'm not just preaching. I'm telling the truth. Because funerals always get you reacquainted with the own, your own brevity of life. What you're investing your life in. And what it will amount to at the end. Amen? That's a good wake-up call. And so really, at funerals, I'm, I, the Lord's blessed me to lift people up, not to put people down. To have them leave rejoicing, not leaving weeping. Amen. So when I say to you, I give you permission to grieve, I really mean that. Don't, don't think that you're not in faith because you're grieving. <clears throat> because you're going, you're going to be losing a gift that you've had for 20 years. Many, how many of you have been here 20 years? Look at there. I feel sorry for you. Which, which means compassion. I feel compassion. I feel empathy for you. And, uh, but I want to encourage you on one hand, but on the other hand, I, I want you to be free to weep. Amen? I think of Martha and... Mary at the tomb of Lazarus. You all remember that story? They said to Jesus, Lord, if, you had, if you'd been here, he would not have died. You all remember that? Both of those sisters said that to Jesus. The very same thing. Lord, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. But then they said, but then they said this. They said, but I know if you, whatever you say, it'll happen. Or it'll come to pass. I know that he'll rise again at the resurrection. You remember that? And I tell you, every time I would tell this biblical story, I, I want to go running. Jesus said to them, 
said to Martha and to Mary, I am the resurrection and the life. And so after all said and done, everything we're going to talk about today, it is about Him, isn't it? Amen. I wanted to get up here and talk about the Holy Spirit, because I've been enjoying talking about Him. And, uh, and so the Lord gave me that word there in John chapter 16. Isn't it John chapter 16? So I, I, I was trying to t- my best to get that word from, this, from the Scripture, to somehow tie it in, but I couldn't tie it in well enough. I better read all these Scriptures because I don't have a lot to say. John chapter 16. This puts the context with the Holy Spirit and with what the Lord's doing with the birds. Here it is for you. 16.7 I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. There it is. (laughs) It is to your advantage that I'm going away. I can tell you this, the Lord will work it all, all things together for good, and it will be to our advantage that He's going away, that the birds are going away. That legacy, let me put it in this context, that the legacy's going away. That what we began with, with great vision and great hope and great thoughts and meditations and believing God, See it come to an end. It's, it's to your advantage that it comes to an end. Can you believe that there could have been any greater sorrow for people than for these people? When Jesus said, I'm going away. So I want you to put yourself in that context. Because he said, he said this, he said, if I don't go away, the helper will not come to you. How many of you want the helper? But if I depart, I will send him to you. And so I want to tie that in as best I can, and it's pretty pitiful, but I'll tie it anyhow. That you're going to have the Holy Spirit to help you. And probably for many of you, especially I think about you people of 20 years, you're going to have him help you in ways that you're not even familiar with right now. He's going to open up things in your heart and your mind. You're going to see like you've never seen and hear like you've never heard. Because legacy is going away. I should put it more in that context. Legacy is going away. Because think about it. Even if, even if the, tra- the, the bears were to go away and come back, it would not be the same. We're talking about a church really going away. And not, not so much really the bears. The bears have represented that church and that vision and that desire that you've shared. You've given your lives for it. Amen? Hallelujah. It's to your advantage. So that's how I believe I, I, I could tie that in. I, don't, I hope you can hear that. Because when you can hear something like that from the mouth of Jesus, when he's talking to his beloved that he's had for three years with him, by his side, eating and sleeping together, traveling together. 
When he said something like that, you know, you almost want to say to him, you've got to be kidding. But it's to your advantage. Hallelujah. I want to talk, I'll talk particularly and specific about Pastor Kevin's gift. But the reality is, is that he and Tracy were Aquila and Priscilla. Their giftings were a package. It's like my wife and myself. Our giftings are a package. You don't get one without the other. Amen? And so the gift that God gave to us in them has been wonderful. I speak a little bit. I'm a Johnny-come-lately because I've only had a year and a half. My wife and I have only had a year and a half to really become acquainted with them in a way that is friendship. And I think I've said this to you before, but I want to repeat it. There's nothing as lonely as ministry without friendship. Amen. One thing I said to the Bairds when we were sitting down in fellowship for many hours as we did coming up to our getting together for this last year and four months, the three or four month stint. I said, I, I, just, I just would love to have you as a friend. And and Brother Kevin said that to, me, to us. We'll be your friends. Amen. So I'm losing a friend in this transa transaction. But really I'm not. Because whether they come, whether they go, whether they stay, whether they leave, they're still my friends. They're still your friends. And I'm telling you this. You, you might as well know this. When, they, when they're around, you'll call them pastor. Why? Because that's in your heart. That's not some kind of title. That's in your heart. God gave them to you. And they will be affectionately your pastors as long as they live, you live. They'll be in your heart. You'll be in their heart. Amen. Now here's something that I wanted to share with you. Look at John chapter 21 since we're there. I thought about this this morning as I was trying to hear the Lord. I got up early enough so I could hear the Lord, you know. Lord, just whisper sweet nothings in my ear. Tell me some things here. <laughs> so, as is my custom, I read the Word when I get up. You know, and it's an amazing thing. I read the Word, and what I'm reading may not even be registering on my mind, but the Lord will be talking to me about other stuff. That's why I've been telling you folks that reading the Word is not an intellectual exercise. It's a spiritual exercise. It's food for your spirit and nourishment for your soul. John 21. Remember when Jesus was with His disciples after He had been raised from the dead and he, it was His first encounter He had with them and, and His first really encounter with Peter. In verse 15, when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. 
said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? He said, he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. There are actually only two words here that Jesus uses in these three times that he said, feed, tend my sheep. The two words, which, which is very important for us to dis distinguish. Verse 15, he used the same word to tend as, as he did also in verse 17, to feed. All right? But in verse 16, he used another word. When he used the word to shepherd. But here's what, here's what I concluded from looking up these words this morning. That when he calls a man or a woman a pastor, there's two things that they've got to do. They've got to lead and they've got to feed. They've got to shepherd and they've got to pasture the people. And, uh, and that's what the Baird's been doing. They've been leading you and feeding you. Now tell me you don't have a need, need a time to grieve when to think that that leadership and that feedership is not going to be there. Amen? But all things work together. It's to your advantage. I mean, you say, well, Lord, I sure wish you'd give me a glimpse of that. Now that's where the faith kicks in. But let's be real about the feelings we've got. Let's be real about the emotions we have. Let's, let's be willing to do like the folks did to the Apostle Paul, fell on his neck and wept because they knew that they would not see him again. We don't know that about the bears, but they knew that about Paul. And he said, you're breaking my heart. So I wanted to show you that, that a shepherd leads and feeds. He encourages and he edifies. And the little bit I've been sitting in this congregation under the ministry of, of the Bairds, I've been fed and I've been, I've, been, I've been edified and I have been led. And I've been led into some green pastures. I've, I've, made, I've been able to embrace the, the Lord's prayer in this. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. It felt good to be able to leave and say, I've been fed. I've been edified. I've heard the truth. I've heard from a, from a man that's not afraid to preach the truth. Not trying to tickle anybody's ears, but he just tells it like the Bible says it. Amen? And I can tell you this, that this, this next little scripture, look at Luke chapter 12. This is very important. Luke 12. These words were just being quickened to me this morning as I was listening to the Lord. And I believe this is a very important one for us to consider. Jesus said, verse 42, chapter 12, you're there, Luke? While you're turning, I'll get me another drink of water.
Who then is that faithful servant or that faithful and wise steward whom his master will come, make, make ruler over his household to give them their portion of food in due season? What I have always felt like for my own ministry, and I do feel this for the Baird's ministry, of course, any five-fold ministry, that we all have a season that God gives us. What is a season? A season is a time for planting and a time for reaping. It's a time to plant the harvest and it's a time to reap the harvest. It's a season. And so we want to make sure we embrace that, that we believe that God sent us the birds for a season. We, we really want to possess that, but the reality is it's only, it was only on a loan. And it was alone and on the basis of a spiritual truth, a spiritual reality, a physical reality, really, a sowing and a reaping. And we have had a life sown into us, lives sown into us, and we're reaping that. And it's, and it's, it's sweet, bitter. Isn't it, Priscilla? It is. And so... Probably the primary thing that I really wanted to come today and do was I wanted to be father to you guys just for a few moments, just a daddy, and say it's okay, children, to shed a tear. It's okay to get mad. It's okay to be disappointed. It's okay to grieve. You'll get through it. You'll get through it, and then things will be greater than they've ever been. It's to your advantage. That's all right. One of the worst things I ever heard in, in the, some circles I was in years ago to hear a woman testify to us that in her circles of great leaders in that movement said to her when she was grieving about her mother that she ought to get rid of that spirit, that grieving spirit. You ought to cast that out. I never heard such foolishness in my life. Don't thwart the natural process even in a supernatural setting. Let it run its course, and you'll be better for it. Let the Lord minister to you. Don't get mad with God. Don't get mad with anybody. Let God minister to you about this thing. And let Him really, let, let, let Him say to your heart what I've been saying to you. It's to your advantage. It will work together for good. Amen? Here's the good news about this ministry about shepherds. Jeremiah 23, 4 says this, I will set up shepherds over them who will feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, nor shall they be lacking, says the Lord. The Lord is going to give you folks shepherds. I'm not naive enough to think He'd give you all the same shepherd. But he'll give you shepherds, and they'll feed you, and you'll be as happy as a pig in slop. I don't know if I could use that phrase. And, you'll, and it'll be rejoicing time again, because the Lord's in charge of the program. Amen? And you'll be fed, and you'll be led. You'll be shepherded, and you will be edified. Amen. 
Because the Lord makes that promise to you. Hold on to His promise. And may I say this? This is what I said to our people in days gone by in my pastoral ministry when I gave up my time of tenure there years ago in that situation after 30 years. I told my people, listen, don't go looking for a church. You maybe have heard me say this. Find a pastor. Find a shepherd. Go sit under somebody for a little time and, and to see if that maybe is your shepherd. Because you know what, how you'll know that's your shepherd? You'll hear his voice or hear her voice. You'll hear it. And if they're not to be your shepherd, then you won't hear it. You'll not be led nor fed. You'll go empty and you'll leave empty has nothing to do with the person. It has to do with God's appointment for you. And I'm telling you, God has an appointment for you. God has a future for you. I'm telling you, some of you, in your, I wish I could say it over everybody, but I can say it over a few of you, in your faithfulness, God will reward you in ways you have not yet seen. Can you say Amen. I'm telling you, listen, God's not mock whatever a man sows that he reaps. And you've been sowing, and you've sown and sown. And now it's to your advantage that legacy goes away. Well, hallelujah. I'm feeling like an old daddy up here today. Children, take heart. I used to quote the trombones. Y'all ever heard the trombone poem? Weep not, weep not. She's not here. She's resting in the bosom of Jesus. Legacy's resting in the bosom of Jesus. Weep not, amen? After you've had your season of grief, I'm talking to you now. It'll come to pass. Because the resurrection and the life is among us. The re resurrection and the life is leading us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now turn my last little word I want to share with you. I'm sharing this on behalf of our pastors. In particular, of course, the gifting of the prophet Pastor Kevin Baird. Here's, here's a wonderful passage that to me sums up totally what the ministry has from the Bairds and Brother Kevin in particular. Chapter 20, verse 22. Are you there? Y'all need to be in the Spirit. Guess which book? <laughs> It's not an epistle because it's got 20 chapters. <laughs> it's the book of Acts. The Acts of the Holy Spirit. So I gets back to my series, right? Talk about the Holy Spirit. It's the Acts of the Holy Spirit. But I want to I make sure that we exclusively look at verses 22 through 28. And then verse 32. Now let's read along. Follow me as I read together. Listen to this. See if this doesn't sound like 
Pastor. Chapter 20, verse 22 through 28, then verse 32. It's very important. I don't want to read the other verses. I want to read those verses because this is sort of like the epitaph, if you will. And see, now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies. There, I'm getting the Holy Spirit back in this thing. That's good. In every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. How many of you know that Pastor Barrett is a reformist? He's a reformer. Those words may be more true than ever before right now. But none of these things move me. That's what I can hear the brother saying. Nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I have received. I've received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And indeed now I know that you all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God will see my face no more. Now I don't know that that's the truth about the pastor. But it feels that way because you'll no longer see his face in the face of legacy. Therefore I testify to you this day, and here's, boy, this, boy, how powerful is this, that I am innocent of the blood of all men. For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Woo! Therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among you overseers, you elders, to shepherd the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. Now verse 32. This is a benediction I love to use. Now brethren, I commend you to the God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Need to put that in the newspaper. Legacy has come to an end. And this is the word to Charleston. I am innocent of the blood of all men. I thought Brother Kevin was going to remain here and, and the legacy and we were going to see the pastors get together. See, I'm speaking from my own feelings. And it doesn't look like that that's what's going to happen. But all things work together for good. What's it going to do? I'm getting stronger. How about that? I may begin again. I really never have ended, but I have fizzled pretty much. But I'm telling you, I've got more fizz now than fizzle. I'm stronger than I've been in three or four years. So who knows? Only the Lord knows what kind of shape I'll be in to lead and to feed. 
Amen. What capacity that will be. Because my heart really has always been to get the pastors together. Now, I don't know if y'all remember, but I prophesied over Pastor Barry. One of the most powerful touches of God and the words of God that I've ever given prophetically. First started out on the golf course. Remember that? Remember me telling that? On a Tuesday. You almost get the date on that thing. It was back, I think, was it back last October or something like that? And I thought the race was on. But Legacy said to me, it's to your advantage that I go away. What are you talking about? We had this thing down. You the prophet. I got the apostolic anointing. We're going to see. We're going to be cooking with gas. Hallelujah. But nevertheless, it's to your advantage. I say, I'm going to embrace that. All things work together. Hallelujah. Because that's what I say these days to the Lord. Lord, I believe. I believe that it's my destiny to be born of God, to be transformed by God, and to be conformed to the image of God, that I may be among the many brethren of whom Jesus Christ is the firstborn. Folks, I just quoted this. That's, that's, that's there in the Bible. Remember that? That's the 29th verse. After the 28th, all things work together. Verse 29 is talking about being conformed to the image. Being conformed. Jesus being the firstborn among many brethren. That's what we're after. Amen? And that's really what I'm after is I'm here in the city of Charleston. You see, I didn't want to be in Charleston. I don't mean to talk about myself, but I, I said I swore I wouldn't do this. But, but it only would make sense for me to say some things in light of this in, in terms of my own feelings. I didn't want to be in Charleston. I didn't like Charleston. I didn't want to live in Charleston, but the Lord tricked me <laughs> by getting me with this gospel group and bringing me to Charleston. And then it came time for the church to start, and I didn't want to be the pastor. So three of us got together, and we, st and we put, put this thing together that didn't look like a church. But after about a month or so, it was obvious that we were going to become a church. And those other two guys left. And the Lord tricked me. And I became the pastor by the process of, illum of illumin illumination. Illumination. <laughs> Elimination. <laughs> well, must be getting ready to talk in tongues. Blah, 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 blah. So listen. You may be saying this morning, I thought this and I thought that. Well, guess what? The Lord's going to change your mind. Amen. He's in the business of mind changing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Anna, would you, would you come up here and just play some music for us on the piano? I, I was thinking that we ought to spend the whole time worshiping. But just, just do what you do yes, on the piano. Yes, sir. We don't want to get too complicated to get a whole band up here. We don't, that may complicate things. Everybody stand up. <laughs> 